Welcome, friends, once again to The Magic of Books, where I bring to you a variety of classic stories, fables, and folk tales for your listening enjoyment. My name is Mr. Michael, and I am happy to bring to you a story of an adventure about a little fellow called Tom Thumb. Tom Thumb, A Brother's Grim Fairy Tale A poor woodman sat in his cottage one night, smoking his pipe by the fireplace, while his wife sat by his side, quilting. How lonely is it, dear wife, he said, as he admired the flames from the fire. For us, without any children playing about. What you say is very true, said the wife looking over the work she had done up to now. How happy should I be if I had but one child, even if it were ever so small or it were no bigger than my thumb. I would love it dearly. Now, odd as it may seem, it came to pass that this good woman's wish was fulfilled, just in the way she had wished for it. For not long afterwards, she had a little boy who was quite healthy and strong, but was not much bigger than her thumb. So, she said, Well, we cannot say we have not got what we wish for, and little as he is, we will love him dearly. And they called him Thomas Thumb. They gave him plenty of food, yet, he never grew any bigger and stayed the same size as he had been when he was born. Still, his eyes were sharp and sparkling, and he soon showed himself to be a clever little fellow. One day, as the woodman was getting ready to go into the forest to cut wood for fuel, he said, I wish I had someone to bring the cart for me. Oh, father, cried Tom. I will take care of that. The cart shall be in the wood by the time you want it. Then the woodman laughed and said, <laughs> How can that be? You cannot reach up to the horse's bridle. Never mind that, father, said Tom. If mother will only harness the horse, I will get into his ear and tell him which way to go. Well, said the father, we will give it a try. When the time came, the mother harnessed the horse to the cart and put Tom into the ear. And as he sat there, the young man told the animal how to go. And thus the horse went on just as well as if the woodman had driven it himself into the wood. It happened as the horse was going a little too fast and Tom was calling out, Gently, gently. Two strangers came up. What an odd thing that is, said one. There is a cart going along, and I hear someone talking to the horse, but yet I can see no one. That is strange indeed, said the other. Let us follow the cart and see where it goes. So they went into the wood, till at last they came to the place where the woodman was. Then Tom, seeing his father, cried out, See, father, 
Here I am with the cart, all right and safe. His father took hold of the horse with one hand, and with the other took his son out of the horse's ear, putting him upon a stack of straw where he sat as happy and content as you please. The two strangers were looking on the whole time, and they did not know what to say because they were bewildered. One of them said to the other, that little fellow will make our fortune if we can get him and carry him from town to town as a show. We must buy him. So they went to the woodman and asked him what he would take for the little guy. He will be better off with us than with you. I won't sell him at all, said the father. My own flesh and blood is dearer to me than all the silver and gold in the world. But Tom, hearing of the bargain they wanted to make, crawled up his father's coat to his shoulder and whispered in his ear, Take the money, father, and let them have me. I'll soon come back to you. So the woodman at last said, He will sell Tom to the stranger four large pieces of gold and silver, which they did pay the price. Where would you like to sit? said one of them. Oh, put me on the rim of your hat. That will be a nice spot for me to see the countryside as we go along. So they did as he wished. And when Tom had taken leave of his father, they took him away with them. They journeyed on till it began to get dark. And then Tom Thumb said, let me down. I am tired. So the man took off his hat and put him down on the ground near a plow field by the side of the road. But Tom ran off into the massive field and at last slipped into an old mouse hole. Good night, <laughs> fellows. I am off. At last it became quite dark, so it was impossible for them to get to him. When Tom found they were gone, he came out of his hiding place and thought, How dangerous it is walking in this plow field. If I were to take a fall, I would certainly break my neck. At last, by good luck, he found a large empty snail shell. This is lucky, he said. I'll keep here very well. And in he crept. Just as he was falling asleep, he heard two men passing by, quietly chatting together. And one said to the other, How can we rob Mr. Moneybag's house of his silver and gold? I'll tell you, cried Tom. What, what is that noise? said the thief, frightened. I'm sure I, I heard someone speak. They stood still to listen, and Tom said, Take me with you, and I'll show you how to get that money. B but, but, but where are you? they said. Look on the ground, he answered. At last the thieves found him and lift him up in their hands. You, little man, what can you do for us? Tom said, Why? I can get between the iron bars of Mr. Moneybag's house and throw you out whatever you want. 
That's a good thought, said the thieves. Come along, we shall see what you can do. When they came to Mr. Moneybag's house, Tom slipped into the window bars, into the room, and then called out as loud as he could, Will you have all that is here? At this, the thieves were frightened and said, Softly, softly, speak low, that you may not awaken anyone. But Tom seemed as if he did not understand them and bawled out again, How much will you have? Shall I throw it all out to you? Now the caretaker was in the next room, and hearing the noise, she raised herself up in her bed to listen. Meanwhile, the thieves were so frightened that they ran off a little distant, but at last they stopped to catch their breath and said, The, the little one is only trying to make fools of us. So they came back and whispered softly to him, saying, Now let us have no more of your jokes, but throw us out some of the money. Then Tom called out as loud as he could, Very well, hold out your hands. Here it comes. The caretaker heard this quite clearly, so she sprang out of bed and ran to open the door. The thieves ran off as fast as they could as the woman went for a light. By the time she came back, Tom had slipped into the barn, and when she had looked around and found nobody, she went back to bed, thinking she must have been dreaming with her eyes open. The little fellow crawled about in the barn's loft, and at last found a snug place to finish his night rest in. So he laid himself down, meaning to sleep till daylight, and then find his way home to his father and mother. But at last, the caretaker got up early before daybreak to feed the cows, and going straight to the loft, carried away a large bundle of hay with the little guy in the middle of it, fast asleep. He still, however, slept on, and did not awake until he found himself in the mouth of the cow. For the woman had put the hay into the cow's trowel, and the cow had taken Tom up in a mouthful of it. At last, down he went into her stomach. Though he made the best of his bad luck, he did not like where he was at all. And the worst of it was that the more and more hay was coming down and the space for him became smaller and smaller. At last, he cried out as loud as he could, Don't bring me any more hay! Don't bring me any more hay! The caretaker happened to be milking the cow and hearing someone speak, but seeing nobody, and yet being quite sure it was the same voice that she had heard in the night, she was so frightened that she fell off the stool and spilt the milk pail. As soon as she could pick herself up out of the dirt, she ran off as fast as she could to her employer and said, Sir, sir! The cow is talking. But the man said, Woman, are you surely mad? However, he went in with her into the barn to try and see what was the matter. 
The moment they had set foot inside, Tom called out, Don't bring me any more hay! Then Mr. Moneybags himself was frightened, and thinking the cow was surely bewitched, told one of his workers to get rid of her on the spot. So the cow was put down, cut up, and the stomach in which Tom laid was thrown out. Tom was working to get himself out, which was not a very easy task. But at last, just as he had made room to get his head out, bad luck came to him. A hungry wolf sprang out and swallowed up the whole stomach with Tom in it. Tom called out to the wolf, My good friend, I, I can show you a famous tree. Where's that? said the wolf. In such and such a house, said Tom, describing his own father's house. You can crawl through the drain into the kitchen and then into the pantry, and there you will find cakes, ham, beef, cold chicken, roast pig, apple dumplings, and, and everything that your heart can wish for. So that very night, the wolf went to the house and crawled through the drain into the kitchen and then into the pantry and ate and drank there to his heart's content. As soon as he had had enough, he wanted to get away, but he had eaten so much that he could not go out by the same way he came in. This was just what Tom had expected. And now he began to shout, making all the noise he could. Will you be easy, said the wolf. You'll awaken everybody in the house if you make such a chatter. The woodman and his wife, being awakened by the noise, peeped through the crack in the door. But when they saw the wolf was there, well, you may well suppose that they were frightened, and the woodman ran for his axe. Tom heard all this and cried out, Father, father, I am here. The wolf has swallowed me. And his father said, Our dear child has come back to us. Then he aimed a great blow and striking the wolf on the head and was able to set Tom free. Oh, said the father. What fears we had for you? Yes, father, he answered. I have traveled all over the country, and now I am very glad to be home and get fresh air again. Why, where have you been? said his father. I have been in a mouse hole and in a snail shell and down a cow's throat and in the wolf's belly. And yet, here I am again, safe and sound. Then they hugged and kissed their dear little son and gave him plenty to eat and drink. For he was very hungry, and his mother made new clothes for him, for his old ones had been quite soiled from the journey. So Tom Thumb stayed at home with his father and mother in peace. For though he had been so great a traveler and had done and seen so many things and was fond enough of telling the whole story, he always agreed that, after all, 
there were no place like home. I hope you enjoyed this adventure and other stories that I share with you here on The Magic of Books. If there is a fairy tale or story that you would like me to do, email me at kidsheartsproject at yahoo.com. That's kids with a Z. Until next time, this is Mr. Michael wishing you a marvelous day. <laughs>